and welcome to another episode of Giving a Hoot with Ben Jemin and Ryan the Big. What's up? Hello. Hey, I, I I felt I felt like we needed a change. Need, need that a was quite a change. change. Yeah, I mean, what? I even changed the name of the podcast for this one. Uh, hey, we gotta be careful here. Is uh, it who gives a hoot now? It who who. Uh, who? Yeah. Question mark it, gives a hoot. Giving but a hoot it, with W H O O T. I got it. I got it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, well, I'm Luke. Uh, as I mentioned, we have Ben Jammin here. Uh, hey Ben, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm actually doing pretty good right now. That's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thursday mornings are a uh, very low serotonin morning for me, but like it's it's coming mm-hmm. back into my into my body now and, and I'm, I'm starting to feel pretty good so great song if you haven't listened to it uh song serotonin really like it it's an earworm uh, uh, but that that's more for riley's podcast uh riley's here too i was talking, I was talking about music with riley today <laughs> i fool with myself yeah. No, you didn't uh, make a fool of yourself but hi i'm also here how's everybody doing happy to uh be producing this live Oh, I thought you were going to say Happy Tuesday. That would have been fun. Ooh, Riley, can ooh, we get that's... a soundboard for a future episode? I've had a soundboard in the past, but I didn't get quite the reception that I was expecting. So the soundboard died. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, fart joke funny. Do you say a fart joke uh, is always funny? Yes! No! Absolutely <laughs> not! They're always funny. I know um, what you're talking about. Sir, yeah. sir, you are wrong. A fart joke is always funny. Um, <laughs> speaking of fart jokes, Ryan the Big is here. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That was awesome. Okay, that one was pretty good. That was, that was amazing. Uh, I, got, I got my big accomplishment. Ben rides uh, virtual bike races. I read an 1,100-page book already this year. So, woo, go me. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. You wrote it or read it? Read it. No, I did not what write it, Jack. Uh, the Stand, The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, I, I, I listened to it on the audiobook last year. Incredible! Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, very. Um, oh, good. Totally not what uh, I was expecting when I started reading it. And, you know, they're talking about a super flu that wipes out 99% of the population and people are refusing to get vaccines. Yeah, it was pretty you crazy. Didn't think, you didn't think you'd get Harold Lauder? Uh, no, that, that was quite the twist. I liked that part. That was cool. I will say the uh, ending. The trash can man? Yeah, ending did not uh, land for me, but that's okay. I, I really felt like you just got tired of writing the book and was like, uh, it'll all end right now. I agree. We won't spoil it for anybody that wants to read a book written in 1978. Have you uh, oh. have you read any other Stephen King books? No, that was my first one. So this so. is your first one? That's a great first choice. And his writing style is so different than everything. We're about the same age, much older than everyone on this podcast. Agreed. And his his writing style is not at all what I was led to expect when I was a child and told of his books. <laughs> uh, yeah, that book um, made me question some um, social points of view of Stephen King based on the words he chose to use within said book. Um, it was nineteen seventy. I agree. Also, uh, he's a yeah. he's a provocateur. Yeah. I, I'll I'll bring it back down to to where we're at. Um, 
if you if you would like a podcast on either music, uh, <laughs> no, follow Riley. If you'd like a book podcast, Ben and Ryan are about to start one, uh, but they're not going to do so on this podcast. Well, I mean, there's enough main connection on here that it just seems the natural course. But we 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 at Who Gives a Hoot have probably the MVP signing of the off season. Um, I'm gonna let. Yep. No, Ryan or Ben. I'm going to let you, you introduce this sure, fantastic I'll tee it up. new addition to the podcast. I'll tee it up for Ryan. Go for it. Uh, I, you know, I listened to our podcast and I was in line for Don and Millie's night and listening to a recent podcast and I had an epiphany and then I got on the, uh, the you know, our internal communication tool here at the Media Empire Discord and I saw a suggestion and I seconded it heartily. So uh, our our exciting signing, uh, former professional soccer player. Um, prof- I don't know. I don't even know how. To, I did not prepare for this at all, Luke. You just threw this to me. Um, but we're really excited to announce that Camille has joined us as a new host on Who Gives a Hoot. Welcome, Camille. Hey, guys. I'm excited. I got to tee you up with this first question from JR because uh, we asked for Twitter questions. And, okay, go for it. Um, I responded with a Napoleon Dynamite uh, gif, but uh, he asked, how, how far can they kick a football? And I assume he means soccer ball. So. Oh. Um, Is it over them, their mountains? Yep. Yep, we're going to go with that. <laughs> I, I responded I mean, luckily, personally uh, with uh, – Probably further than all of us combined. <laughs> also accurate. Certainly further than me. I, I, I am going to say the over the mountains is very difficult considering y'all are in Nebraska and mountains are very far away. We got bluffs. Uh, for you. So, well, yeah, I mean, you could kick it over the bluffs, but I mean, then you have to come, come hang out over here. You, your bluffs are all weird. Nebraska. <laughs> she just kick it over uh, Chimney Rock. That's what she could do. Yeah. Okay. Kick it over Chimney Rock. Okay. That that that's where we're gonna go. Um, we will bring that video content later in the season. Um, as Camille proves that she can kick a soccer ball over Chimney Rock. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska's only major topography. I'll have to start practicing, but all right, I'll be prepared. Challenge you know how to get your foot under the ball um, because you taught my daughter to do that in the parking lot. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I, I just have to personally say that uh, one of my one of my things with Camille is uh, I, she nutmegged me one time and pick up and dropped me on my butt, <laughs> and she came over and apologized, and I was like, no, 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 I just got nutmegged by a professional soccer player. This is okay. <laughs> story you'll tell forever yeah uh i'll, I'll just put it this way ryan i i saw that happen and i was immediately like hey you want to play indoor um so <laughs> and here we are hey, what, what play and now team? now you're here with us see when but, we played yeah. in that we... first indoor league my i still feel bad to this day my only choice on like to to 
go with sometimes was just to bomb the Baltica meal a thousand times, and I felt so bad making you do all that running. You know what? Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. It, it worked out, though. It did. Here it and there. Did. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to point that uh, out. Fun, <laughs> fun fact, though. Um, our indoor team finally won a game when Riley was no longer able to play because of work. You're really you're <laughs> so salty about welcome. that. Welcome. <laughs> it was probably one of the best nights of my life. Probably topped yeah. the championship game from last year. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Makes me feel. Like I, I mean, missing out. Yeah, it, it was. It was the greatest night of our lives. Um, we we won a game. But there's news. There's Wait, what was the final score news. of your guys' last game? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, I, I I was in goal for half the first half, and yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it. But I did score a goal in the second half. So I mean, it with was, my left it was, foot, it was north of thirty, wasn't it? Oof. Don't want to talk about it, Riley. Don't want to talk about it. Um, but there's Union Omaha news. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the first bit of news here. Single game tickets are on sale. Yeah, that sound you hear is all of us breaking through our, yep. you know respective rooms to go buy single game tickets like uh, like I mean, Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Uh, honestly yeah. though, if you uh if you do have family visiting for a weekend or something, this is a good time to get those tickets in advance. They when I'm they off, ask you cause... what are we doing this weekend? And you're like, I've already got you tickets to a Union Omaha game. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and are interested in season t- single tickets, time to reevaluate your priorities. <laughs> Um. Yeah, probably. I, I I will will say you probably should be reevaluating. Um, Just get season tickets. Uh, all right. You can say you're a season ticket member. But what about Ooh. those themed nights? I mean, on the themed nights, you could bring over somebody that doesn't have season tickets and and give them a single night ticket. Check it out. Ooh, that is, wait, that wait, is wait, a great point. A single night ticket. Singles Are, night. Did I hear singles uh, night? Um, where you will have to drop your keys off when you enter uh, the park. Yes, that's fantastic because my theory is it started out as swingers night, and somebody outside of the office was like, "You guys can't do swingers night. Go back to the drawing board." Oh, uh, what's your favorite they, night? Ah, my favorite Riley, one is one. It's Lucha Libre night, but I don't see that on the on the schedule. So, well, that would have been amazing. Ooh, yeah. all right, that, I, I'd be for that. I'd be for that. It's a mass wrestling night. Like that'd be yeah. that'd be good. Uh, set up but, a ring over on like the baseball diamond or something. Uh, no, or, excuse no, me, uh, sorry, the Borshines diamond. Yeah, the the Borshines diamond. Um, <laughs> Riley, I I need you to answer this. What is the theme night you are most excited for? You really set me up like that, huh? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Pride Night, but I don't think anyone's shocked by that. I thought it was going to be Singles Night. Absolutely not. Uh, no, I mean, I mean not I'm thinking about not going to that game. 
I'm thinking about not going to singles night. So. Damn, That's salty. That is how opposed I am to that idea. I can't wait. I'm not even single. I can't wait. I'm going to wear a uh, trench coat to that game and then like a trash bag over it just to be Oof. as unappealing. I'm not going to let you in with your katana either. Yeah, I'm not going to let you into singles night with a trench coat. Okay, listen. Riley and I grew up in the stranger danger era like we did. So. Yeah. Okay, maybe it, not a maybe trench coat. you could just get a shirt that says big incel vibes. Wow. Oh. 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 Okay. Um, I don't know. No, it'd be like a trench coat, but you could, you know, wear it to a soccer game. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'd love it. I'm going to jump in with the, the next one. And honestly, I've got two I'm excited for. Um, one of them, just if you've listened to this pod for as many episodes as we've had, Oktoberfest. Um, yes, that, that that's going to be a good one. But uh, is it uh, Hispanic Heritage Night? Is one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be the following. Uh, well, the one right after Oktoberfest. I'm excited for that because the team failed so miserably last year. That was the <laughs> like, same night as the Morrison match, right? That, that was yeah. the Morrison game, yeah. and. They they started promoting it and then whatever happened happened, but there was nothing for it. It, it was no. it was abysmal and they need to do better. And it, announcing it this early in the season, if they don't do better for it, then there's some serious <laughs> problems. Um, well, you just it, can't. Up for it. Yeah. Very good. Sorry, you just can't combine those two either. I mean, Morrison plus no. that, like, you just got to have separate nights for each. Hype up both. Yeah. I, I have to have to say, um, last weekend, I was driving uh, from out near the park back towards, towards home and along I-80, and there's a van that crosses in front of me that has dust on the back, and instead of wash me, has... CR7 is greater than Messi, uh, wrapped in there. And <laughs> oh, so turning... a genius, a genius was yeah. right now. Oh, no, Friend of mine. Friend of mine. Not, not a genius. Um, but turning, turning on uh, 75 South, and the first thing I could think of was, they've never been to a Union Omaha game. <laughs> and I, I, I've... Can't can't say that for certain, but oh god, it it just it it felt that way. It felt that way, and I I really want to see the theme nights come to some fruition of being beneficial at growing the game. How about um, Messi is greater than CR seven night? I feel like that would draw some attention. <laughs> and that's the one I'm not going to, or wearing a trench coat to, or whatever. <laughs> Now, let's just not wear trench coats to games. Right? I think we can all resolve on that, except Riley. <laughs> it was a poorly executed thought. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Raphael. Uh, no, no, you gotta, you gotta own it now. Um, I, I will personally say, I think, I mean, I think Pride Night was super successful last year. Um, I do the the date, and I know with our where our home games land, 
dates aren't always going to be the greatest, but having that be the night before the day before Juneteenth, um, I don't know if they'll try and, I mean, I know Pride Night, and there's a very specific reason, especially with that month, but uh, Juneteenth being a, a, a pretty big deal here in Omaha, too. Hopefully there's some of that wrapped in there. Um, I'm probably most intrigued by STEM Night, because I just want to see yeah. what they do with that. I think I think that's uh, I agree. That's the one I'm most excited about. I Look, feel like man. they kind. Of, I feel like they kind of tailored into that a little bit last season. There was one home game where they had a couple of science booths out too. So I wonder if they got a lot of interest in that and want to ramp it up. Well, I have no clue though. Yeah, they they had like an e gaming booth or or something towards towards the end of the season that seemed to be yeah. doing pretty. The well. legend himself. Uh, oh, my the science. With, no, West um, Mims. West Mims. Ah. West Mims, who has represented Union Omaha on a semi-professional level, um, longer longer believe, than anybody, really. I I believe someone close to the pod has actually won a competition on Union Omaha's behalf uh, in the esports realm. Camille, uh, do do you remember who that was? No. Nope. <laughs> nope, you, you know. Okay. <laughs> Can you enlighten I, me, please? I, I I believe it was Dalton won that in 2020. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did something like that. I think he was boasting about it a little, and I just kind of cooled his ego a little bit. <laughs> uh good, good. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so Dalton hopefully will not be participating in STEM night. Um, and be leading a killer defense. Um, but we we've got a few others. What what are you what are your most most excited? Uh, For theme night? Well, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Oh no, this is just one uh, another Discord one. How much dog manure do we think there will actually be on the berm during puffs at the pitch? They did if I heard job people expressing time. concern about that. I feel like um, if you're responsible enough to bring your dog to the ballpark, or excuse me, the pitch, then uh, you're going to clean up after your dog. I, yeah. I feel like uh, the first time I I met most of the people in Parliament, or early days of Parliament, there was a uh, <laughs> come see what we're come see what we're going to do at the park with uh, with the field. And bring your dog happened to be uh, Storm Chasers pups at the pit or pups at the park night. I'm pretty and, sure that's when we met Luke. Yeah, I, I I don't think I knew who you were, and I'm pretty sure you didn't know who I was. But yeah, I, but I I, I, think, had, I I think that's when we met. I, I, oh, had I got my, on the my geriatric. Yeah, I I had my geriatric dog with me, and um, no, she did not defecate in the stadium once. <laughs> uh, and she's geriatric. She has defecated in my house recently more than she has defecated at the park. So I think we're sounds, we're fine. It sounds vindictive, is what that sounds like. <laughs> um, I, um, she's geriatric. Like she's sixteen, has cancer. Like, eh. I, I I expect I expect certain things from her. And uh, no, defecating at the park is something I would expect from her, which is why I might not bring her. But. She didn't, so I'm real proud of her for that. Nice. How do we feel about 402 night? 
was wondering what is about it? that. Uh, it's on the 2nd of April. No, just kidding. It's in, uh, you know, July 16th, will it, of course. Will it be a game in Omaha? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoa. I see. Interesting. <laughs> I see. Yeah, she fits in so well already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, um, I, I feel nothing for 402 tonight. The hard part with 402 is like, I mean, up until recently, half the state, that was their area code. Um, so, and then, you know, they decided because too many people had 402, they had to add a third one or another one in our area, the 531. But the 402 night's interesting because it has the Omaha, like, logo behind it. The 402, yeah. like, I had a 402 area code number when I grew up in Lincoln. Yeah. So, I don't know what to tell I think it does lend itself if it's a dud to a of a this is more of a five one a five three one night. <laughs> all, all I know is I feel no connection with that whatsoever. Um and I really don't do you understand. Wanna, do you want a seven one two night? I, I I really don't see the whole point of having an area code unless your whole state is the area code. Like mm -hmm. when two oh seven. Two oh seven. Like no, when when USL to Portland actually gets a team and doesn't call it Forest City because that's a terrible name. Um, they I asked my parents lived in Maine for a decade plus if they'd ever heard of it, and they said no, they'd never heard it called Forest. City. Yeah, no, like uh, Forest City is kind of one of those things of like any place that has a certain amount of tree coverage can be a forest city. Like calling um, Omaha the River City. Yeah, it's like every place on a river is the river city. Like, yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, I it would make more sense choosing something that fits the Omaha metro. Oh, uh, corn. Like maybe not corn, but no prairie night. No, some something that's like. I like that. Eastern I like prairie Nebraska. night. We can talk about the importance of the prairie. Yeah, and talk about how um, a certain Twitter question getting out there opened up a broader conversation about how the team can be more carbon efficient. Yeah, what about like a, a nature night or something? A green night, you know? We have a volt night, mm -hmm. but a green night would be cool. I mean, we, we are the owls, and Audubon night would be good. No, something... Yeah. That supports supports avi aviary species. Like Yeah. Just just be be better than this area code that doesn't cover everybody in your your market. And they'll crane night. Yeah. Chip threw out on uh hmm. on Twitter too, like doing like yeah, he called it arborist just because obviously we can't do it on Arbor Day, but you know, something with trees, because Arbor Day was something created in the state. Like, yeah. you know, 402 night, if you want it to be about Omaha, there's probably other things within Omaha we could have easily picked. Uh, I, I, that, that, I think, was the thread that kind of got us off on the, the carbon footprint and how to yeah. better the carbon footprint for the team. But Oh, that was the tweet, uh, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, a a subset of my my wife being a 
environmental scientist um, and very active in understanding prairie culture or prairie biodiversity that like prairie grasses, which are native to Eastern Iowa have a better carbon sink than trees, which are not native and often invasive and which no, uh, even though Arbor Day is from Nebraska, just, just saying like, uh, I've been out there at the prairie winds at Werner Park. Prairie grasses would do real well out there. Yeah, maybe maybe it'd cut down on the ball being pushed around in the air when it's booted down the field. A little bit. How, a little bit. How about everybody bring a little patch of prairie grass and plant it at the berm? Um, I feel like they they would get real upset about that real quick. <laughs> It, it doesn't always look the prettiest, but it is the prettiest. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be close to us throwing things on the field. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, Camille. What, what's yours? You, you, you tossed this loaded question out there. I mean, honestly, I'm going to have to go with the first one, Volt Night. That's going to be our first home game. And if people truly do show up and vault, I think it would be a really good turnout. I know that a lot of people are excited about the season, so it would be a cool sight to see a whole stadium and vault. You can only hope, but that was probably my main one. You guys touched on a lot of other good ones that I was excited about as well, but just wanted to throw that out there. It it has potential, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to say somewhat ashamedly, but not too ashamedly because it's three seasons in well start of three seasons i don't own a single volt like top shirt like i I didn't Uh, get the volt jersey didn't get a volt t-shirt don't have a volt jacket like i i'm a bad representation of that i really like the black and white man Uh, volt's not flattering to my figure Wolf's never going to be flattering for anybody. I mean, it's like attracting attention. Ben, you got that biker body. I have a body that rides bikes. Like your dad, bud. (laughs) Uh, So um, the team team did release that single game tickets are out. So if there's a theme night and you aren't a season ticket holder that jumps out to you or you or somebody in your life that you feel would benefit from a theme night, go buy them a ticket. Just do it. Like if you're, you're really hurting for it now, get 10 friends together and the tickets will be cheaper. I think you can talk to crystal or Fletcher to, to get that. Oh, that's not, that's not, that's care. not true anymore. That's not true anymore. I got a call from Fletcher about that. Wait, wait, Flet- Fletcher's Fletcher's lying without telling everybody. I don't know. Let, let me, let me read this. Uh, I got a, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, Ben's looking for right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's come back. I'm going through email. It's a nightmare. I, they I, I, yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you guys are opening a literary pod, uh, this might that might be a real, real long one. Um, <laughs> just considering how long it takes for them to read an email. Um, I know. I know. Last year, uh, we had those really cool pride scarves. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. To quote Fletcher Berry, group ticket sales representative, 
I apologize. I should have stated this beforehand. Our group minimum is 15. All right. No, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so I tried to do just 12 on the bar. Together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 15, yeah, 15 of your closest friends together. Get a little bit of a discount on the ticket. You know, maybe everybody wants to come out to STEM night. You've got something super that's science and technology and engineering and math related that you want to you want to equate to soccer. Um, that that's your night. Maybe or you're maybe like Riley, you power of stem to, it might be might be for stem cells. Um, it's Nebraska, so I'm not banking on that. Uh, no. But uh, may, maybe you're like Riley and you want to wear a trench coat to singles night. Like, yeah, Riley's not official. Wearing a I'm not going. I'm not going. Story. I'm not even going to be there. I'm not even going to be there. <laughs> We're uh, okay, we'll Riley. Uh, Riley, you're, you're, you're going to look great in the duster, man. You're going to look great in the duster. <laughs> uh, but re- reach out to Fletcher Berry or uh, Crystal Kingston. I, I hope I, she heard you say that. <laughs> I can't reach out to Fletcher or Crystal from the team. Yeah, yeah I think if you call that. and ask for Crystal, you're uh, only going to get one person. So, or Fletcher. Well, that'd be real awkward if they just hired somebody else named Crystal. Yeah, well, <laughs> if they did, we're well, sorry, new Crystal. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, be great if I hope we have a really cool Oktoberfest card. Um, I. I, I, I'm just hoping that we have more than just a really cool ska, ska scarf uh, to start the season with. Um, but I think we will. All right, let's move on to the sad news because there is sad news. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Union Omaha got pushed off their announcement day by other teams in the league. Oh, they yes. got pushed off their announcement day by their podcast, a podcast that follows their team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, one of the nicest people I've ever met, um, Gatorade aficionado, Christian Molina has decided that he was going to continue his professional soccer career with the kangaroos at Richmond Kickers. He's taken his talents to city stadium. Um, and another river city. He changed his Twitter profile fast, too. <laughs> hey, like, I, I, I can't, can't fault him. Like, it, it's, a, it's a good move. He wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time here. Um, the one good thing Richmond has going for them, well, I guess two good things. Uh, they have Terzaghi and they have Sawatsky. So their coach now they have Christian Molina. Now they have Christian Molina. They have the nicest guy in the league who's a very talented midfielder that was just not able to break into the midfield here at Union Omaha. So I think I, I think if you watched him play that last game that he played in North Texas, I, I think his confidence was shot. Like I, I I'm I I agree with everything you said with him as a quality human being. And I'm super happy he's getting a chance to continue his career and I'm, I'm hopefully get his confidence back and, and be the player that he's been in the past, which was great. I mean, I, 
The yeah. way he was unable to break in in two seasons to the starting lineup at Union Omaha, exactly. I, I think it just telling that, and we've always been very positive of him on the pod. We we want to see him do well, but it didn't seem like Jay uh, necessarily valued him as highly as as was going to get him um, a starting spot. And that might be speaking wrong for Jay. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but uh, hopefully Darren uh, Darren Swatsky at Richmond can find a way way to fit Christian in there and improve his game to the point where he's he's starting for another very quality independent team. Uh, the tape the tape does not lie. Jay's clearly disgusted with him when he subbed him off in the last game. I mean, uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I know in the past we've kind of we've I've used college sports as an analogy for people for our, this level of the league. I think this is very much like why you see guys transfer out from teams too. You know, like in the college level. Um, that's why the transfer portal things become such a big deal on top of the fact they don't have to sit out is if it takes you a couple, two, three seasons and you're not breaking into the team, there's probably a chance that you just need to go somewhere else and try it with somebody new that hasn't seen you day to day for two straight years. Um, so, I mean, I think it's good. I feel like having... Nathan Ani on the team is going to be a great transition as well. That'll be a nice little welcome. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Nathan definitely had the same same issue the first year here, where he wasn't fully able to break in um, into the lineup, uh, but ha- has found a good spot there at Richmond. They brought him back for a second season there, so having that that friendly face, uh, somebody he's played with during and spent a lot of time with during the, the tough COVID year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that, that does, uh, does some positives for, for his confidence. Yeah. Remember that uh, goal he scored? Uh, remember that goal he scored against Tucson though? That won the game? Yep. Um, awesome. I believe that was the, yeah. I believe that was my Gator, my Gatorade buying goal. That is also probably still the most elaborate and best goal celebration that anyone on our team has had so far. <laughs> he, he went through a good academy program and, uh, you know, he got a, got his chance to train with Messi. Like, come on. Yeah. He, he's got the chops. He, he's just gotta, gotta find it, find a strut. So Christian, yeah. uh, if, if you listen, uh, I'm, I hope you do. We wish really you impressed if you're still listening. Yeah, like I, I, I'm super impressed if you are. Uh, shout us out if you are. Uh, if not, no worries. But we, okay. we wish you the best there, Richmond. Um, excited to see you come back here. And hopefully you don't take any points from us, but take points from everybody else in the league. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that. Hope you're successful in 28 out of 30 games of this season, next season. Uh, 27. We play them uh, yep, three yep. times. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Come on, Ben. I know. I knew it as soon as I said it, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One other notable departure. Uh, another two-seasoner here at Union Omaha. Um, Ish. Oh, he was the very first announced signing for Union Omaha. The very mm-hmm. last player that arrived that year, unfortunately. 
Yes, that that was unfortunate. But uh, Tobias Ochenio has decided to take his skills to Statesboro, Georgia. To South Georgia. The big city. Not not, not South Beach. It could be a what city? The big city. All right, there we go, there we go. Camille, you probably, out of everybody on this pod, are the only person who's been to Statesboro. Oh, yeah. I mean, Uh, I am dating somebody who lived there for um, approximately nine months. And it is... Like the USL one season? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the first USL one season. And it was a lot different than Omaha. So I'm hoping that it's a good change for... Toby and uh it, it's just it's just a small small town very diplomatic well, <laughs> I I think based on that description um is anybody who follows the league and is aware of metro pop sizes uh Statesboro is by far and away the smallest Metro in, in the league. He's going there for playing time. Uh, he came in last year to, he's going there to be a star. Yeah. And honestly, they got rid of their two CDMs, which puts Toby into a great spot to, to slide into that role. Um, seems like they've made some quality signings that he can work with. And, Hopefully that that gives him a chance to to shine and move on to bigger and better things. Um, and again, I hope he wins twenty seven of the thirty games the the season. Oh, no, no, um, no, 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 <laughs> no. That's not the wish. The wish is that he individually uh, performs well in twenty seven of thirty games next year. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I I, I don't think Tormenta is going to make the playoffs. Um, there's 11 teams and six playoff spots, and I think they're team seven. I, I think they are destined to be that just missing the playoff spot. Why don't um, we get together and do a whole pod talking about that in a little bit? Uh, what close do, to what do we say? Four, four pods from now? Four pods from yeah, now? Matt, let's let's do it. Let's record sometime in uh, late March. Yeah, okay, that 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 sounds fair. We'll we'll break it down. But okay, sounds. To, that that move for Toby is definitely one. Um, JP or when Toby was injured beginning of last season, coming off uh, coming off preseason, JP really slid into that CDM spot for Union Omaha and gave no reason to to give it to anybody else. Um, he had one hell of a year, and Toby just didn't didn't ha- get the spot. Well, I think Toby kind of became a a product of like just weird coincidence, bad circumstance type things. Like, you know, he's the first player signed and then we have co- the COVID outbreak and we can't get him back. We can't get him in country and there's issues there. And then he arrives, uh, you know, impresses right away when he arrives at the end of that season. So everybody's excited. Turned uh, the whole season around. You could make that argument if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, him getting in there definitely changed the the structure of the team and, guys were that yeah it definitely changes the whole season around and then you know he starts this season like you said luke injured so then 
he doesn't get the same opportunity to end his way back into the team. Then he also has like two very vital goals, like goals that people remember really well. That free kick goal, insanely big moments. Yeah, like the free kick goal, and then the the ninety plus minute goal that he scored in the championship. That was, I mean, inconsequential in the grand scheme of us winning the game. But you know, he, he comes headed on the, the field. ball to himself yeah. in the opponent's box. Yeah, no, like it's insane skill and it's amazing, and I'm glad he got to show that talent off. But I think. That's, you know, it's two very, like, big things that we can remember, but he didn't have a whole lot of opportunities because the circumstance didn't allow for it. How how would you guys remember him? Will you remember him, like, as living up to the potential or not quite living up to the potential? Um, I, I think the, the way remember, or both Ryan and I will remember his time in Omaha, is the night he showed up in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, Poor guy. It was, what, what was it? Like late September and it was like 20 degrees outside and he'd just flown in from Kenya and his yeah. first time in northern climates. It was like, yeah, he was the happiest, happiest person to, to be here. Uh, talking to him for the pod um, or before he came here, uh, FaceTiming with him and in Kenya, just what he was expecting out of out of U.S. soccer, and just it's a very different, very different vibe. And I think he's eventually gonna gonna catch on to to the requirements needed to to compete here. But ultimately, Toby had had a very different background with the sport that didn't equate to him just coming in. And as it sounds like he was able to do in uh, in the KPL, being able to compete immediately at the the level he was at. Yeah, I feel like. Oh, oh, Camille, go. Let's get this <laughs> expert analysis. Well, I feel like Toby was Dalton's first roommate when uh, Kobe left. Toby had come in and taken that spot, and um, he, like Luke said is just such a positive person. I feel like when he came onto the team, he not only brought positivity, but even though he was figuring out how to play here in America, he brought energy and I feel like a lot of effort. Any Everything he did when he would come onto the field for games, he brought effort and that little extra pizzazz. And I think that's how I remember him as a player. And that's why I'm so excited for him to go to Tormenta because I feel like he's going to generate a lot of fans out there in Statesboro because of how he is as, as that kind of energetic player and physical player at that. They've, they've seemed to have a bunch of like not physical players. I, I don't know. I've only watched a handful of Tormenta games, but like, do you think this is a good signing for them? You're maybe more familiar with the program than the rest of us. Camille. Well, you know what? One of their, um, veteran players is Josh Phelps and he played with Dalton when Dalton was on the team and Josh Phelps and I don't know if you saw but Lars is coming back as well those were two of their most physical players and they generated quite the fan base because of that presence and so I, I feel like Toby has a lot of potential for not only that but to be able to be that presence that's necessary at Tormenta so it'll be interesting to see that's for sure 
I think it's also like it signals their intent to try to be more competitive. I mean, I know that right. we're all saying we don't think that they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they're at least trying to show the league and the fan base and everybody around like, look, we're willing to go get a guy that has some significant moments for a cha- the championship team. Wasn't they sure tried to sell it in their announcement. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they went hardcore into it. Oh, I, it, just quick, quick aside. Do we think Richmond was always planning on announcing Christian Molina that day? Or do you think, you know, like, we have all this ready to go. Let's step on their announcement right now. I, I think both teams were ready to step on us, especially considering the way that uh, Tormenta was trolling. I, yeah, I no, 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 say, no. Do you think do you think Richmond stepped on Tormenta on purpose? Uh, I I think they were both stepping over each other to try and sh- step on us when we'd announce <laughs> all the players we were we would have announced on Tuesday on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> but for for Toby, I think Toby is a statement signing for Tormenta in the year that they launched their soccer specific stadium and are really trying to bring a winning culture to to South Georgia. Um, and again, I really hope this, this is a great move for Toby. Um, I hope it means he's not having to compete against guys like JP or um, Connor for, for starting spots. And, <laughs> or, you and know, championship to... level backs. Yeah. No, it, 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 if it does work really well for him, uh, I'm going to be ex- Extremely happy, but again, I hope it doesn't work well for him against Union Omaha. Yeah, I agree. Twenty-seven out of thirty. Uh, but if, if you, as a listener, haven't gotten a chance, uh, Toby, both on Instagram and Twitter, uh, put out a beautiful farewell to Omaha. Uh, definitely go out, check that out. He, you know, again. Everything, everyone here at the pod wishes Toby the best uh, down there in South Georgia. 27 out of 30 games. Do, do your best. Um, fake an injury for those three games. Have an off night. Have a rest. Yeah, I, I mean, really, just be dehydrated. Something. Like, just don't, don't, don't play for those three games. Uh and this is the spot where we talk about signings, signings that happened on Friday, signing, talking, happening. We're just going to pretend we're really prescient. Yeah, know we're, we're just jumping into it. No, nothing else. Um, and Ben, do you want to lead us off with the Twitter questions? No, 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 no. I want to ask a different question. Pretend I wrote this okay. on Twitter. How many okay, how many uh, more players how many more players from twenty the twenty one season do you think will resign? Uh over under one and a half. How many are left? Five or so. Um Nick Firmino, so, John, John Murphy and a half. Ilal Ozumanu, um Emir um, Elyajic. I'll take the over. Um, I'm going to take the under. I think we signed one. It was over under what? One and a half. Under. I was going to say under two. 
good. Then Riley, right? Riley, what do you think? Oh, great. Great, great call, Riley. Riley. Great call. <laughs> over and uh, over under we sign that we re-sign uh over under one and a half re-signing players that are not re-signed last season. So now like re-signed players. I'm gonna go under one and a half. Alright. I hope it's over. But I, okay. I, I do think it's gonna be who since uh, I do have Ryan, the, the only person who went over. Who Ryan, who do you think who do you think we resign? I think you all in the mirror. Yeah, that'd be okay. right. Uh Ben, who do you think we resign? Well, I th- I think if, if it was gonna be Nick or John, which I, I was advocating for and have advocated for in the offseason, I think it would have happened by now. And so I don't think it's those guys. Um I think I think it would be a mirror. All right. Uh, the other, the other, the other player uh, that could be on the list is is Jaime. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, considering we've already announced Yoscar, um, I I'd put him not at a full signing yet. If we were going to announce maybe another year of academy, but if that's possible, I, I don't but think it is. Cam- but- yeah, Camille, is- what? Is he it, going to play? If you can say, has he announced? He committed to University of San Diego, but he's uh. not there. Although I suppose he doesn't need to go until the fall, so who knows? Yeah, Camille. Uh, if I you just, can say, I mean, like I have said that I really everything goes over my head and I forget about things like thirty minutes <laughs> later, so I don't really. I'm not really in the know, honestly. But... You are the safest inside <laughs> insider of all time. <laughs> right. I mean, but I do have a lot of thoughts, and I feel like on how there are not really a lot of defensive signings, I would say hopefully a lull, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, that would be my main guess because I feel like they're looking at, at signing a lot of offensive players right now. I mean, yeah, definitely um, with the players that have announced their their departures. Um, right now, in our technically on our defensive line, we have two players. Yeah. Um, Dami, who's in camp with Toronto still, um, as of this recording on, what's today, Thursday, the 17th of February. Um, but... And Dalton, who has been steadfast in every every game he's been in, um, a few errors that I can point out and have pointed out to him, and he rolls his eyes at me. And he can't yep. score goals, apparently. <laughs> it seems but, like more of a technicality than anything else, though. I mean, yeah. But I, I would love to see a lull back. Um, I think what he's been able to do in our – uh, in our defense with Dalton, um, with whoever he's paired with, has been great. His lockup since day one with Rashid has been fantastic. So that would be 
a good one. I would not be upset to see a mirror back, but I feel like if we were getting a mirror back, he would already have been announced. Um, yeah. And guys, yeah. what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to bring back John Murphy Jr. and Nick Firmino, <laughs> who are going to be listening to this podcast, and uh, Blake Malone's going to join them, and they're going to hate us because we haven't said their <laughs> names at all. But anyway, continue. Well, I wouldn't say Blake because Blake won a championship here and is under contract still with a team that won a championship. Like Mr. USL championship himself. Yeah. Like I, I would be upset if Blake was loaned back to us. Little known, little known fact, Blake Malone also played several games for the Des Moines menace last summer. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it'd be because it's a lie, but it'd be really funny if it was true. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we do know former um, Owl uh, uh, Tyler David did play for Des Moines Menace in their championship run-up last summer. So. I'll be honest, I was really hoping that that was the former Owl that Tormenta was going to announce. I, I would have been really happy with that, but I believe Tyler... It, Tyler has a kid on the way and is an associate uh, like community coach for Minneapolis City, who we might be facing in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, so. and he's uh, yeah, he said he said, when I talked to him, he said he's going to make a go, but he's got a career lined up if he needs to. Beautiful. All right, what what do we got next on the the Twitter Twitter sphere Twitter Rama? Uh, so, tweet uh, machine. Uh, Chris Headley asked. Um, Chris Headley always come in with the with the big questions. Um, what are things that we would want to see accomplished by the organization and fandom at this time in 2027, which feels like a long time away, but is only five years from now? In the next five years, what do you think the team should accomplish, and what you hope fans are accomplishing? I've got a I've got a weird one. I'd like to see a su- I'd like to see a successful coaching transition. I think yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of the success of this club is is on the back of Jay Mims, and I think you know I think Jay Mims would be a great replacement for Greg Berhalter. Um and yeah, you know, I, I, right. There are other jobs out there for Jay and. Whether he wants them or not, I don't know. But I think one of the things that is a really important signal in a new organization is uh, transitioning from founding leadership. And Mm -hmm. I think with Jay, that's going to be a big thing. So, you know, it maybe doesn't need to happen until early 2027. But, you know, I would want to see it happen successfully. To your point, Ben, uh, Jay would be a more successful um usl1 to usmnt coach or having coached both uh my guess is my my guess is that he would choose ricardo pepe more than once every three games yeah yeah jay jay makes interesting choices sometimes but uh not quite as interesting as greg verhalter all the time (laughs) uh what about for fandom ben with the fans to accomplish? Oh, I don't know. I just picked. I answered part of it. You answer, Ryan. He wants a. He wants fans to give better high fives. <laughs> yes. Um. I mean, I. I think the obvious answer is out there in the next five years. We better in the next five years. We should be playing in our own stadium. 
I, I think that's the biggest thing that the organization as a whole could could really really accomplish in the next five years easily. Um, and obviously, I mean, whether it's Jay or another coach, just continuing to we don't need to be winning championships every year, but if we're always competing, we're always in the hunt or in home playoff games or making runs in the playoff. I think that that's important for the, to keep growing this fan base because this off season has shown, and this is one thing I want to see the fan base grow with, uh, not the diehards that run supporters groups, but everybody is, we need to understand that this type of turnover on these rosters are probably going to happen every couple of seasons. Uh, <laughs> Every season, and um, we hopefully this season can show like, look, we can reload, we can make another run, and if we keep doing that with different groups of players, I think it. Uh, I, I think that it helps the fandom grow and realize like it doesn't have to be the same group every single time. It's a lot about it's a lot about what's on the front of the jersey, not the back. For sure. Sorry, we keep interrupting each other. I feel like my bad. I also the nature of the online podcast. <laughs> right. I also feel like what could be really interesting. I know that there is a certain football team in Nebraska that people wear the color of every single game day. And I think in five years, it'd be cool to see around Omaha people wearing Maybe not Volt if you're not a fan of the color, oh. like Loop, but Omaha things. You need Omaha gear around town. And I know some people do. I, I'm one of those people. But just being able to see it more widespread around the city would be a pretty cool thing as supporters. Uh, I get really excited every time I drive by a construction site, thinking that's a whole bunch of Union Omaha supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know, no, do you no. know what would help though, with Camille's goal? What would really help is to have a stadium where people actually congregate in a certain area of town uh, where uh, they could go out I'm to not, eat, yes. go to bars, I, and walk around. That would help. Oh, mixed use, mixed use development at Warner Park? Stop. <laughs> I, I, I have come to the conclusion that the stadium is less important than we think it is. That's a conclusion that you can come to. Uh, I, I'm not falling for Chris's five-year plan because that's a loaded <laughs> question. Um, 2022. It's an HR it, it is an HR question. That's my exit interview, and this is not an exit interview. Um, <laughs> 2022. Right now at exit 1A on is it 480 or 75? Any of it. There's a Sporting Kansas City billboard uh, for one sporting way. Uh, one team. team. Which this is one means all territory. Like you, <laughs> I, I'm a SKC fan. Ryan, you're an SKC fan. Ben, for some reason, isn't. But I lived in I lived in Denver. Yeah, get get out of here. And also to that also, board, also a soccer team in the suburbs, not in downtown. Yeah. Like a forty minute drive some days to the games. But twenty minutes home. SK, is like SKC is on a moving through. 
there's a, a fan forward marketing strategy this year. Um, broke their partnership with Bali Sports, um, formerly Fox Sports Midwest or whatever it was. I, I'd love to see Union Omaha just knock it out of the park in the same sort of marketing scheme of a fan focused marketing, uh, regardless of what's more beneficial to your bottom line for a year, just take, take the hit, which I know Gary probably is already taking a solid hit on this team, but take the hit for a year to just to get the saturation in the market. And spend money to make money. Yeah. Well, I, I, Honestly, I think dropping significant money this year is going to benefit them in the five year. But 2022, I just need to see more marketing from the team. I need to see more engagement. I need to see uh, vans driving along I-80 that have um, Dion greater than Noe uh, on the back (laughs) of the van, not CR7 greater than Messi. Like... (laughs) Like I I, I want to see the the fan base here engage because the team is engaging the possible fan base, and at the same time I want to see supporters out there. I want to see fans out there, like Camille said, repping the team everywhere they go. Uh, you know, I try to bring my scarf to work every day so that my coworkers who have no interest in the game don't ask me about it because they know I'll just go off on a tangent, but it's enough just to have that there and the recognition when they see somebody else out, it's like, oh shit, there are more of them. God damn it. Why are there more of them? Uh, and, uh, a stronger, a stronger, like there's, there's a sh- just absolute grip load of uh, talented internet marketers out there and uh, using a proven uh, retargeting sales strategy uh, for social media advertisement would be awesome. It, I, I, it just to needs to be. It just needs to be better. Um, everything that's being done needs to be better to see this succeed and actually say we gave it our best shot. Um, so um, Pep, we have three questions from Pat, our our buddy Patrick hey. Walsh. Uh, I just want to point out, no one, nobody said we need to move to the championship. So, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'd like to see it, but as I said, I was focusing on 2022. I, I don't think we get a 2023 without a successful 2022. Very true. All right, so um, I'm not going to go in order that he, they are on Twitter, but uh, the first one, just because the news has been out for a little bit. He wanted to know if we had comments on the home kit, and he said essentially staying the same, which is technically true because they just put a star on top of the crest. Uh, but do you have comments? You have comments about the home kit being the same kit with a star on it? Supply chain's really slow. <laughs> Nike Nike lead times are impossibly long. If we'd started designing a custom kit. In January of 2020, it's possible we'd have it for this season. But I mean, we made the choice to go with Nike, so we're going to get off the shelf Nike stuff. You know what? I support the recycling of certain textiles, so I would say this is a win. <laughs> well, I like it. Uh, I, 
my my IX third kit this year is made out of entirely recycled textiles. So uh, mm-hmm. I I'm also for that, but no. Yeah, supply chain. It's my day job. It's real slow right now. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's day job too. It's bad news. They've had wine sitting on a a, a barge outside of Seattle for uh, almost send me, a year now. Send me the geolocation. I will be there. Yeah, well. Yeah. It was it was docked until a storm blew it back out into the ocean. So I can hard. swim. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still hoping that maybe we get an announcement for a different away kit. But my comment, Patrick, is the club saved me money this year, and that's okay. Um, other than filling the roster, any off-season obstacles the team has had to overcome? SKC stomping on our toes in marketing. Uh, grumpy, <laughs> grumpy fans on the on the the Twitter about you know roster building. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the hey. fan reaction reminds me. It's like. Okay, nerding out for a second, but the they, the new Lord of the Rings uh, trailer got dropped for the new show. All these people are like, just like, oh, this is not what I want, all this stuff, and it, that's the same thing. It's just like, yeah, it sucks we're losing these players, but can't we turn that around and be like, look how great it is that these guys are going on, and they played for us, and now they're going to go play for these other teams, and they're going to higher levels, like, I get where people are coming from. They wanted the team to stay together, but I, I mean, I think that's definitely been the biggest obstacle to the point of Gary, uh, Ben, you pointed out Gary's tweet the other day <laughs> of like, are we happy with the signings now? I think that like the front how many how many people here the- thought how many people here thought that uh, Union Omaha had just announced a player? Did Gary dropped that. No. Yeah. No. No. It's not Gary's style. Gary checks Twitter about once a week on a Wednesday, and it, he's going to react to everything from the past week. And considering we had some really good signings last Thursday or week ago Thursday, um, like yeah, that or pictures of him with Daryl Strawberry. So, hey man, if Shout you out to Jet Daryl Strawberry, you I'm know. To go off what you said, Ryan, with fans being upset about certain players leaving, I also feel like that's an added obstacle for people who are considering going to Union Omaha. You know, if you see those fans who are disappointed, they're like, well, do should I go here if they're not looking for or are excited about new players joining the team? You know, and I feel like that could be a certain mental obstacle for players who are looking to come onto this team or who have been excited to potentially join Union Omaha, you know, so that might be an obstacle. Although I'm not in their minds, I feel like that would be an obstacle if I was in that position. I have, I've had multiple conversations with friends of mine being like, what's going on? Right. And like, I don't know how much of that is what they're seeing on Twitter in response to this. Right. Right. Yeah. I think too, like so many, so many people's mindset is, if they follow soccer, it's we've talked about this before. Guys that are on long-term contracts, you know, we we talked about this, Camille, when you and Dalton were on a couple episodes ago. Like, yeah, their mindset is just like guys get signed, they get signed for these big money contracts. They're signed for five years or longer. 
and they stay there for a long time, you know, and sometimes they get extensions and all this stuff and structure isn't that structure. And so you have to kind of get past that mentality. I mean, it's even, even pro football. I mean, the pro football team I follow, the Kansas City Chiefs, the quarterback is locked up in for another 10 years, you know, wow. and they have a lot of money invested in him. You don't, but we're not going to have that at this level. MLS doesn't even have that. Guys don't no. stay that long. There's a lot, a lot of roster turnover every single year. Um, but when you're a new club and you win a championship in your second season, people think you got to keep the band together. So, sure, absolutely. North it's, Texas didn't after their sure. first season. Uh, also, it's very Nebraska-like to um, to complain doom. about, to, yeah, to be doom and gloom. Like, I, my dad, I love my dad. He doesn't listen to this pod. My father-in-law does. My dad doesn't. But so I'm gonna say this: my dad is the ultimate Husker fan. Of we're wa- watching the game, they live five hours away, and the first bad thing that happens, my dad's like, "It's over." Like, it's the first <laughs> order. Like, yeah, he's been conditioned by the last, you know, twenty years. So. Well, he's been conditioned since, you know, the 60s himself. Let's just put it as Nebraskans have big hearts and big feelings. <laughs> like, I love your positivity. This is amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So this last one, I think, kind of, I left this one for the last because of it's more of the positivity. But uh, Patrick's other question, besides being an obstacle, is how has this helped? The, how has winning a championship helped the club grow? Um, and his examples are like sponsorships, which I'm not privy to, uh, supporter interests, doors being open for partnerships, or did things stay the same? What do you guys think, did, did winning the championship help the club grow in any way? Oh, I don't, I don't have that. I, I don't know the answer to a lot of that. That sounds like... Uh, do you, but, that would be a question if we had Peter on. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Oh, I watched that 16-minute video of uh, all the goals and I was stunned at how many people were on the berm in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember being like, Oh my gosh, it's so crowded out here. And then like laughing at myself for complaining about that. Um, but I, I think there are a lot of people who went to those last two games who are excited about the start of the season. Yeah. And whether or not the club's ready to capitalize on that, I, you know, I, yeah, that's a different question. I'll, I'll say this. Um, while winning the championship was one of the more exciting nights of my life and had a record crowd out there, I, as I've mentioned often on this pod, work in a place with people who unaware of soccer in general but occasionally will ask me about the team just because they know that I'm invested in it. And they're like, okay, so season's coming up. How'd they do last year? I had no idea that Union Omaha won a national championship. And I don't think the club did the advertising to really hype up that a national championship was won. And granted the guys weren't under contract for more than like a week after that, but club didn't do enough there. No parade. The, 
Sorry, Ben. No parade. No, no parade. But I mean, you you did something for the fans who were there the entire way. But it, there wasn't like a full page ad taken out in the paper or right. no, no. Granted, nobody gets paper print anymore. But something that you can cut out and put in the like, if you're a supporter and you own a business, put that on the wall of your your restaurant or something. It's like, hey, I was there. Well, so, not even that stuff, but even just like like a parade is one thing, but even just a celebration of some kind outside of what we did the night of where we all kind of went out and met up with people. But like, you know, there was no other one where people, people besides. That party like, had less attendance than, you know, people listen to this podcast. Well, but it's like none of us could, they didn't have a thing where the general public could come and touch the trophy and take pictures with it and do all these things that would be something exciting for fans to go do where, you know, that, that access. Um, and I don't know if that's a lack of the fact that it's Warner park, but where is the trophy, you know, where does the trophy sit? Where, you know, where do they get the chance to look at that? How, how available is it? That type of stuff. But your, your best free option close to the championship was being a member of parliament and going to the general meeting where the trophy, the belt and the medal were all there for people to take photos with. But other than that, the, there hasn't been a like the team's not doing the rounds with it. You you've got and we the hardware. Fifty people the at that meeting. Yeah, which is great because most of those yeah. fifty people weren't at the the night after or night of party. Um, mm-hmm. But the just need you need to get that out there. You've got a beautiful trophy that you can't drink out of, um, and. It just needs to needs to get out into the community. You need to be showing that off. And COVID has been tough this off season, but still, just get on the news with it more. Do do something. Just pay the people that you gotta pay. Bribe them with, uh, you know, a six pack of their favorite beer shipped from somewhere in the states. Like, do what you gotta do. Get get the yeah. news out. And I think, obviously, as we can see, that championship solidified existing fans coming back. As far as growth, I think maybe they're waiting to use that championship title once they announce a full squad. And hopefully we can see some integration in the Omaha community with some of the players going out to events with our trophy that we now own and hopefully using those players in addition to the title to grow, I think off season would have been a great time to be able to do that. But maybe that's something that they're waiting to do once they have that full announcement of a squad. I'm not sure. Yeah. Jay's not uh, a big fan of letting players out in the preseason. Yeah. yeah but I I just love how other teams are taking more advantage of Mm-hmm. us winning the championship and announcing players than we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I sent the tweet about, about tor- what Tormento had put it in our chat. And it's, you know, it says the latest news out of Omaha, which has been the running joke for <laughs> however long this off season. It says Tormenta FC will announce the signing of a 2021 USL league one champion at 1 PM Eastern today. Like, and then they followed that one up with a tweet that was like, it's going to be a hoot. Like, they they capitalized on on it so much more, and because we can't help ourselves as fans, we interacted with it, which gave it more attention. Uh, and we weren't even fans of the club that were announcing it. I, I 
I think personally, one of the things that maybe are utilizing this for are these theme nights because I remember last yeah. year, not not just the Hispanic Heritage Night, but a lot of those theme nights seem to be like at least the the way After it came across. Yeah, yeah well, let's yeah. get a nonprofit at the front gate. We're good. Right. <laughs> it was it was literally like the week of. They're like, oh, by the way, this game's going to be this theme night, and you're like, oh. Getting it out this early um, without a full roster, knowing that they had, you, you have to get some sponsors. You have to get people that are willing to engage with that. And so I, I think that that's probably helped as far as a partnership way. It's not helping necessarily for them paying money to be on a jersey or to advertise. But, you know, th- those things are important, too, because that youth soccer night. How many youth clubs do we have in this in the metro area, you know, or right. even down in Lincoln that you can get a ton of people out for that stuff and you could fill that stadium up that night just with kids play, that play on soccer teams. That's uh we had it uh we had it scheduled for the second home game in 2020 for just that reason. It's because it's such a good opportunity to get kids out there and into the stadium for the first time and, and coming back. Uh, there, there's just a lot of opportunity that needs to be taken advantage of. Um, I, I hope it speaks into partnership dollars. Um, Patrick Walsh, uh, you are an optometrist on the other side of the great state of Iowa. If you wanted to sponsor the team, uh, we can connect you with some people. Uh, but <laughs> we really, um, we, we can't speak for the sponsorship dollars, but there's a lot of missed opportunity and not, not to be critical of the club we love for no reason, but we just feel, and based on everybody's comments here, there's so much opportunity that we feel is missed to make this really impactful in the community in a way that we'd love to see. Um, seeing just this off season so far, as far as supporters go, um, no parliament still has a beer out in grocery stores, whereas the team does not. And that beer is raising awareness and money for uh, football for the world, which is at the same time also looking for coaches for their, their um, youth programs this spring, which I think uh, we'll we'll retweet that um, on our um, on our Twitter and throw that up on our Facebook. But if you are, have some free time to donate to to youth programs, um, coaching, I'm not even sure you really need experience there. Get get involved there. There there's a lot of places that I feel like the supporters are doing doing more to get uh, embedded visually embedded in. Than, than the team is. And I'd really think, love to see the team taking that. I think uh, another way to say that would be it's it's time for the team to stop relying on the supporters to, to do a lot of the, you know, blocking and tackling, to use a football reference of, uh, you know, marketing a pro soccer team. Yeah. Well, and, and u- utilizing more than your social media spaces. Um, Social media is great and it, it can get a far reach, but you know, there's a lot of people that are limited because not everybody has a Facebook and not everybody has Twitter and not everybody well, has I mean, Instagram. And 
And if you're not using it to advertise, like you're just engaging with the with the your fans. Engaging right? with like, the people like us or the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, and, and like that's awesome and it's fun. And we, we you love know, you hundred people that listen every week. Yeah, yeah. And we love you, Jack, for everything you do, but like convince them to let you spend money on uh you know advertising because it's really, really, really effective and um so before we go 75 minutes we're already there uh, you well yeah <laughs> don't know about yeah, our we three, added our we added another person so now it's a tight 95 I, Perfect. I i still have to get to the gym tonight guys okay, well I, I have one more twitter question uh um, be tomorrow it will require me to make an impression of a person doing an impression uh so mike lamosi asks pure hot dog did you eat yourself no. Would you? Do I regenerate? I would. I'd be delicious. <laughs> Bratwurst would be a different story, but hot dog. The moon no. was made of barbecue spare ribs. Would you eat it then? <laughs> I would. Oh, oh, uh, all right. All right. That's, that's one last question. Harry Carey. Uh, I got one one last question for everybody. And Riley, come back to us. Join us again. Yeah, come on, Riley. He's Get here. in here. You here? Who gives a hoot? Well, guys, uh, it's Thursday night at nine thirty, and we're peering into the future. What do we see, Ryan? You want to go first? Sure. What do I see of what? Uh, we think Union Omaha is going to make some announcements at noon on oh, Friday. Yes. Two players, midfielder, I, maybe a forward. What do you think? I, I crystal ball a UNO uh, player. Who? Who uh, maybe Hugo. Mm. You know, I'm thinking that we did uh, that. That player is with the team and has signed a contract. Yeah, maybe maybe a. Uh, uh... <laughs> Maybe have another player that was a trialist that really impressed as a trialist and also signs and maybe won a JUCO national championship. From a team that also plays at the uh, Real Salt Lake Complex? Yeah. Um, Should we drop this future bit and just tell everybody it's Friday at one thirty-three? Sure. Surprise! Time travel. Yep. It's uh, time time travel back in the near future. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so we got Hugo announced, and then uh, Ryan is it Jiba Jiba? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and I feel really bad that we're probably butchering that. You know, for a lot of these ones that have been hard, they've uh, provided player, you know, provided pronunciation. So maybe we'll get it. I hope so. Yeah, um, I I pulled a, I pulled a Ben on this one and uh, started looking at stats, which I'm sure Ben you started doing as well. I did. I did. Um, the the Wait. crazy part about Hugo that was really interesting. Oh, we lost Camille. For, uh, that was really interesting about the whole thing was Hugo's uh, college stats were very similar to the things we had talked about with some of our other players. The he had 28 games played, 11 goals, which is a goal every two and a half games. <laughs> It's insane. So, um, since ahead. we we did get the the press release in 
if you go to the Union Omaha website, it's Ryan Jiba. Oh, yeah, Jiba. Okay. Love it. Yep. yep. Um, but, no, having seen Hugo play a couple times last year, um, he looked solid. Definitely stand out on UNO, a UNO team that did extremely well um, uh, while he was there. And then played last summer with the, the Des Moines Menace, who won the national championship for USL2. Yeah, and he scored two goals in six games played, too. Like, he didn't play a lot, yeah. and he still scored two goals, which is amazing. It, exactly. And he was um, really a critical player in that 2020 run to uh, the national tournament. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he's he's a fantastic pickup uh, for our midfield and has a great eye for goal. I think he was at the SKC too. He was. He was. Okay. With with your and my favorite player, Luke Alex Mejia. It's, we, I different spelling on the name with that one, but I'm pretty sure it's the same person because yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. But no, I, I'm excited to see what what Hugo brings in. So um, he was announced as a forward. What was he in as a forward? Yeah, he's listed as a forward on uh, UNO's website as well. So, <laughs> I thought he was a midfielder as well, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Well, Camille, you saw him play last season, right? Yes. I like I mentioned my my memory is not the best, but <laughs> I do remember him being an important attacking role so whether that be attacking mid or forward I'm not sure but I know that he was a threat when he played against University of Central Arkansas in the game that I watched well there we go so who knows we don't know um the the team lists it backwards from what I remember <laughs> um, of course they do and they list Ryan as a midfielder Although Ryan is listed as a forward for all of his Juco stuff. Um, and they list Hugo as a uh, forward, whereas I remember him playing more of a midfield role. But I, Well, I think that I see, I see Ryan as an outside mid. Um, I pulled some of his stats, too. And, he, and it just call it to see, well, I guess – almost three seasons of college. He had 20 assists in 48 games. So, I mean, That's on awesome. top of, yeah, on top of 25 goals scored in that time. If you look, if you look at the time he played and now a lot of these Juco games like report zero minutes because no one is taking stats, Right. but it worked out. And then if you assume a game is 96 minutes, he played like 20 games over the course of those seasons and scored 25 goals and 20 assists. Yeah. I think I counted on his stats on their website. It was like they had it as 40, 30 games. Now, that was the COVID season, so that's 19 and 21 combined with that COVID season. He played 30 games there, 17 goals, 13 assists. And then in 21, he played 18 games, 8 goals, 7 assists. So my math, if he played 48 goal, games and scored 25 goals, he scored a goal every 1.92 games in JUCO. Yeah. And again, if you do that time, it's it's 
like a goal a game and an assist a game. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, Jay likes his Juco picks. Um, our number one player, arguably both seasons, ha- came from mm-hmm. Iowa Western. And uh, Yoskar. Yoskar, you might as well call Yoskar a Juco player. He was headed to Juco before he uh, yeah. got in the academy system here. Well, yeah, he committed to Iowa Western and would have been playing there for their championship run. Instead, he joined a pro team and went with them on their championship run. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of championships, I think it's important to note that uh, Ryan also won a Juco national championship. So going, I said this on Twitter too, but going with your theme, Luke, of Jay's only signing guys that have won something. Does um, it, is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. You're a hundred percent. It just keeps <laughs> being proven uh, right. Hugo Kamatani, Juco player. Where did he play Juco? Uh, Pima Community College. Okay. He was the uh, 2018 Juco Division One player of the year. Yeah. Yep. And then also was a, wasn't he the uh, first ever? What did he get for UNO? There was some kind of what they say. Oh, also he won a national uh, JUCO title in 2018. <laughs> there you go. And won a USL two while scoring 30 goals, including seven game winners. All I can say is is these two signees scream Jay's tactic of finding players who are eager to make a name for themselves and are hungry to be so success-driven. I mean, you see it in so many of the signees, and both of these clearly are showing that as well. So super promising and exciting for both of them. Yeah. Well, and here's other things with Hugo, right? So potentially a guy that could grow into being a leader. He's was the first NCAA All-American in UNO, UNO soccer history, won the 2020 Summit League Newcomer of the Year, and was a joint highest uh, single season scorer uh, that season he had. He had nine goals his first season with UNO. So, I mean, not only is he a winner, but he also individually just, you know, he came to UNO in his first season, had all kinds of stuff going on. Well, and he didn't take the jump too early. That That's something we've seen with, uh, with a number of guys um, that Jay's brought in post playing college uh, and some of them has done very well like Connor Doyle uh, jumped early and had a wonderful career in the English championship MLS USL championship and now league one but then there are guys like Elvier who jumped a little too soon and I and- Leading mm-hmm. scorer, Division Two, Iowa's Champions League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Hugo did the steps, which I think Jay really respects um, as a, what, he was college coach, assistant, and uh, first-team coach for, what, almost 20 years? Um, yep. And somehow still looks younger than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ageless J Mims. Uh, but Hugo put it, put in the time, put in the work. Um, obviously, you know, went to try for. I mean, 
arguably higher. Um, Hugo might have been relegated to the SKC2 while being actually trialed a little bit for SKC1 or working a stunt there um, before realizing, hey, I can stay in Omaha where I know people and play in a better league that's more competitive and well, in front of fans. Guys like Jay who are talking to these players, right? And are, are saying like MLS next is a terrible deal. Don't do it. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. You could uh, have a, a real soccer career and like you could be a third division pro and play in front of fans and get like heckled and like have bants and like, you know, be a pro or you could play MLS next and like basically be completely anonymous. And maybe make the MLS team. Hey, side note. I want one of you to guess Hugo's height. Mm, five five. No, taller. Yes. Six foot. Five ten. Uh, so, so remember when we talked about all these forwards are five ten, five eleven. There you go. They added it again. Oh, uh, Ryan is six feet. Yeah, that's what they list him at. Yep. So he's um, the he's our second. No, second. I think Noe's six one. There we go. Noe's our new right back, guys. <laughs> it's going to have to happen at this point. Yeah. Jay did say anywhere, but uh, as, as we were discussing, uh, as we were discussing, um, the the defense is DK country. Right. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, with, with Dami off, trying to get himself signed by Toronto, and Dalton is our defender. Um, he's got two goalkeepers behind him, so that's a bonus. But Two goalkeepers and a bunch of barrels we're going to put out there. A lot of barrels. A lot of barrels. Uh, maybe some gold rings. Or, well, we'll, we'll work. Here we go. <laughs> Jay Mims. He, Noe, is a versatile player who can play in a number of different positions, including up front, in the midfield, or in the back. So, he's a wingback. 5'10 wingback. Yeah. Um, does he play left or right? I don't know. Doesn't say. All right, we're gonna have to go back, rewatch some tape, and uh, see see whose whose position he's uh, gonna be stepping into. But I, I I'm excited for these two. Um, as you were saying, Ryan, and as I've been trying to say for a while, Jay's just gonna bring in guys who have a track record of winning, understand what it means to win, and are going to appreciate a fan base that wants wins. Yeah. This when is, I, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, I, I think, too, like, I think if Hugo has some success and, and can turn this into either a long-term thing or a championship, I think that also helps Jay continue to open up the local college connection. Even though he already had it personally, it, it, that straight transition from UNO or Creighton to us might open up even more. So I think that's Hugo can be such a vital part of that for us. Definitely. He's, Definitely. Our first, he's our first MLS camp to UO contract player. He, he didn't get picked up in the draft though, did he? No, no, but he was in an MLS camp, right? It's true. Even if it was for an MLS next team. It, I, I, didn't we have a couple guys in 2020 who were 
um, MLS draftees? No. We had a lot of guys on our list, but – Oh, gosh. Is Firmino yeah. a draftee? Homegrown. Okay. So, it's a good move. Um, we, we need some depth of defense. Seems like we're, we're set – arguably we're set up top and in the midfield. A lot of a lot of youth, a lot of experience, um, and I, I with with Faraday gone, uh, Connor still here, but the the youth out there, I'm not sure he sees quite as much of the field um, as he, <laughs> he did last year. On his pod very often, yeah. Uh, We've doubted I, him before. I, I'm just gonna say, Connor's a little bit younger than me, but not by much. <laughs> uh, but with with a lot of these young guys out there, I'm curious to see if the armband passes to to one of the 2020 guys who's still around, or if it stays with one of the more experienced uh, guys. Do you give it to Shido? I mean. I, I think Shido's earned it. I think Dalton's earned it. I, I think JP's earned it. Um, I think they can be great leaders on and off the pitch. So, but at the same time, Connor uh, wore it last year uh, from time to time, and Connor has experience leading leading lines at all levels. Connor Connor fits the J Mims mold for a uh, a captain. That is absolutely. That is uh, well, although Connor cut his hair, so. <gasps> well, then JP's up next on that criteria. Yep. We um, we did not tell Connor enough about the haircutting, did we? Uh, I mean, look at what happened. Look at what happened with Dallas J. Uh, but anyways, um, Rich will have some articles out. If you go to WGHmedia.com. You can yeah. find those articles. You could also subscribe to the, the blog there and get those straight into your inbox as soon as they drop so we don't have to tell you about them on our Twitter or sometimes we use our Facebook. I don't think we've used our Facebook in a while or even our Instagram. As as, say, our, our random Instagram that never posts, yeah. Uh, I mean, none of us are pretty enough. Well, we've, we've upgraded that side of things, so we should be okay now. Yeah, but no, 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 I I just downgraded even further, so so we're good. <laughs> All right, it evened out. All right, well, back right, to the future slash past. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yep. Time travel back in time. We do.